the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Who cut the cheese? Uh, So just so you don't think I'm making this up, um, here's the headline from the Daily Star that's over in the UK. Are you ready? This is the headline. Coronavirus could be spreading across the globe through farts, claim doctors. (laughs) Yep. Doctors have warned that, well, let's call it past gas contains tiny particles that can spread the disease. A doctor named Xander Van Tulliken, that sounds like that was made up too, but that's his name, who's on TV over there, raised the issue on social, social media. Um, more studies, of course, have to be done. I'd, I'd like to be the person involved in that study. Anyway, I hate to be gross, but, you know, this is serious stuff. Um, we're talking about the coronavirus here. A doctor in Australia said that Tests earlier this year found that 55% of patients with SARS ha- had it present in their uh, in their poop. And uh, flatulence can produce problems at a long distance, apparently. Um, now, but what about pants? Well, pants can go a long way toward preventing the problem, apparently. Uh, so it would be nice if you would wear pants. Try to wear pants during this uh, pandemic. But uh, you wonder if further study of this could lead to mandatory depends for everybody. Can you see that? Really, would that be much more ridiculous than what we're putting up with now? Did you ever think you'd see people stationed at the entrance of a supermarket wearing a mask and telling you that uh, you weren't getting in without one? Well, that's going on now as of, what, last night at 8 o'clock? And somewhere out there, you know, there's someone who's ready to take this story about the flatulence and run with it, you know, the... If it saves one life routine, that's it's only a matter of time till somebody comes up with that. And, hey, if they find out it's 100% true, it is, hey, one life, man, depends for everybody. Some kid will be standing in, in front of Giant Eagle checking everybody for the depends. Meanwhile, Governor Wolf says it will be May 8th before things open up. Uh, that's three weeks from now. You ready for that? It seems like a long time. What have we been doing this for? Like about three weeks to this point where it's really been bad. So we're about halfway in if this is what we're going to be dealing with. And it's apparently uh, it's apparently a one-size-fits-all for the state of Pennsylvania. Up in Jefferson County, uh, that's Pennsylvania up northwest, they had a huge spike in the numbers of cases identified. Uh, tripled, as a matter of fact. So you can see why there's some concern. When I checked this morning, they were up to, they were up to three. That's three, as in... Three, you know, between uh, between two and four, uh, that's not three thousand. That's three cases up there in um, in uh, Jefferson County, and they were at one two weeks ago. So it's just tripled. It's a serious thing. Another county up there, Warren, holding steady at one. I don't know if that qualifies for flattening the curve, but they were at one two weeks ago. I think it was when I checked, and the, I, I believe they're still at one. So that's four people. In two counties, out of a population of about 80,000. And you know what? They're not allowed to play golf up there because you're not allowed to play golf in Pennsylvania. Uh, golf is okay in West Virginia and Ohio, and a lot of people from Pennsylvania are trying to sneak over there like they tried to sneak over there for the booze before they put a stop to that. Uh, but, you know, it's okay in, in West Virginia and Ohio, but not in Pennsylvania. People in those uncivilized states to our west and south uh, they just have no regard for human life, obviously. Well, that's where we are with the coronavirus. We're going to go to May 8th at least with this stuff, and that's just a, a gradual opening. So who knows what we're going to be talking about two months from now. Anyway, a couple of minutes from now, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about an idiot at Harvard who says homeschooling is dangerous and needs to be banned. Stick around.
As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell & Associates. Named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, to and tiredness, 2-3%. to While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime anywhere migraine medicine learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y sponsored by Allergan do you want to get rid of your expensive landline save money but keep your important home telephone number then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial components remove pet odors from carpets and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for all your spring cleaning. Floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's made in America and available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com, code S-A-L-E-M. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, millions of parents who never dreamed that they'd be homeschooling their kids have been doing that for a few weeks now, and that has some people scared. They think it's dangerous for the kids, and a Harvard law professor wants to ban it. Paula Bolliard has been writing and talking about school choice and homeschooling for 30 years. She's the managing editor at PJ Media, and she joins us now. Paula, thanks for being here. Hi, it's great to be on with you. Thanks for having me. So, um, Harvard Magazine has an article called The Risks of Homeschooling. So who says it's risky, and what are, they, what are the risks that they're concerned about? Uh, the woman who was interviewed for the article, Elizabeth Bartholet, is the faculty director of Harvard Law School's Child Advocacy Program. And she had written a a lengthy article, some 59 pages in the Arizona Law Review recently, where she um, 
made the same claims uh, that homeschooling is dangerous, that we can't let children be alone with their parents 24-7 because they'd be able to exert too much control over them. And she called for an outright ban, a, a ban on homeschooling. <laughs> and and uh, who, was, who was appointed to determine... Uh, what is and what isn't a meaningful education? Because there, in the piece that you wrote at PJ Media, um, there's they talk about the, they're concerned that the kids get a meaningful education. Meaningful according to whom? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, meaningful yeah. according to the progressive elites at Harvard and others who have no understanding of what the rest of the country is like and what real. Um, at what education is like and the choices that parents have to make. And so they they think that the state um, should be able to make those decisions, should have precedence over what parents think is right for their own kids. And it goes even further than that. If you dig into her Arizona Law Review article, uh, she cites international law as her reason. So, you know, a lot of these people who want to ban homeschooling, ban school choice, they believe um, that we should look to the UN and other international groups to make determinations where you know, they have completely different laws. They don't have a bill of rights like we do. They don't have the same um, respect for parental rights that we do, but still they would, they would rather turn to these international bodies rather than letting Americans in their own communities decide what's right for parents and for kids. Well, and, and how, how much are these uh, people motivated just by a, a determination to um, to indoctrinate kids with idiotic liberal values that they believe are universal and that everybody agrees with? Right. Well, they, you know, they think that there are a couple things that are very dangerous in America. One is if you have school choice and parents have the option to pull their kids out of the public schools if they don't like them. And at the same time, they don't like local control of education. They want a top-down solution where they get to decide what curriculum, they get to decide what children must learn, they get to decide how to brainwash them, and so local communities don't. The second thing that they fear is parents teaching their kids their own religious values. They see that as a danger to their progressive agenda because they don't participate necessarily I think it's especially true in homeschooling and the progressive group think and whatever the topic du jour um, or whatever triggers them on any particular day. And they don't like that parents have that control over their children. And who are they that you're talking about here? I mean, I know they are these people at Harvard that you quote in your piece and uh, writ- uh, wrote in, uh, written the, uh, the law review. And there's the Harvard professor who's uh, up there saying same kinds of things about it being dangerous and uh, and all that. But who else is uh, included in they that you're talking about? Um, you Would that be the education the... people, you know, teachers? Uh, yeah, I think um, the education, I'm sorry, the education establishment, yes, bureaucrats, yeah. teachers unions at the national level, not maybe necessarily so much at the local level, but definitely the national level who really believe that every bit as important as reading and writing and math are teaching progressive values and making sure that everyone accepts what they believe as truth to be true. And um, <clears throat> and what are what we're seeing on college campuses now, the result of uh, this risk-free education that uh, these people are so in love with? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm from a slightly older generation. I'm in my 50s, and back when yeah. we were in school, when I was in school, um, we weren't, we didn't have these anti-bullying programs. We didn't have choose-your-own-gender. Uh, we barely, barely had sex education then. But since then, since the 80s and the 90s especially, this started to ramp up. These progressive groups began to get control over schools and their curriculum, and so kids spend six hours a day, more than a thousand hours a year being indoctrinated in many cases, being taught that what they're learning at home, what their church teaches, what their parents teaches is intolerant, wrong, bigoted. And so they come out of 12 years of public school education, go to the university where it's ramped up even more where these, you know, they're silenced. They're um, not allowed to share their views or they're afraid to share their views. 
And so by the end of that whole process, they've turned out a perfectly acceptable progressive student who goes on and, and votes for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we're talking to Paula Boyard. She's uh, been writing and talking about homeschooling uh, for 30 years and, and school choice. And um, <clears throat> and she's now the managing editor at PJ Media. Uh, she has a piece up today. You can check it out at pjmedia.com. Here's, here's my favorite quote from your piece, though, uh, Paula. It's from the director of Harvard Law School's Child Advocacy Program. Quote, uh, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from zero to 18? I think that's dangerous, unquote. So that would uh, only leave the government in charge uh, of, of what? I mean, you know, if, uh, uh, they have to fill in the gaps, I guess, because you can't have the right, parents I- involved 24-7. Right, and if they had their way, and you see this in pushes for universal preschool, universal daycare, universal child care, they would have parents hand their kids off to some government-approved agent and have them in that setting from the minute they're born. And so, and and I've even heard Republicans advocating for this kind of thing, where the government is taking care of a child from birth until they go to college and maybe even beyond if they can't get a job with their um, lesbian studies degree. And, but how, how widespread is this, though, among actual teachers and educators, maybe, you know, at the, at the lower levels, the everyday person who just goes to school and is a principal of a school and has no real um, agenda? Is just trying to teach the kids reading, writing, and arithmetic. Or, I mean, how, how much, how prevalent is it just among the the uh, the, the general population of educators? Well, I'm lucky enough to live in a conservative area here in Northeast Ohio, mostly rural. Um, the teachers all go to church with the kids, and so we don't see a lot of that here. But I hear from parents in places like L.A. and New York that this is rampant and there's indoctrination going on and they're pulling their kids out of school or, um, you know, if they're not able to do that, they're spending specific dedicated time after school to doing some indoctrination of their own. So their kids learn their values and pointing out where these other values are wrong and the things they are being taught at school are wrong and teaching them how to receive them. And, and, uh, but they're also, uh, if they if they can't win the argument or don't want to admit that uh, this is about indoctrination of values, not necessarily related to you know schoolwork, um, they they also will try to make the case that the kids are just not getting a good education if they're homeschooled, right? Is that and you have numbers that dispute that? Yeah, I mean it's very easy to look on the internet and see that homeschooled kids are doing quite well. Both of my kids were homeschooled. Um, they score higher than public school students on national achievement tests. They go to college and at a higher rate than the general population. They participate in community activities and go to church more frequently, vote more frequently. And again, that's, that's dangerous if you're a progressive, if you're um, turning out smart kids who can think on their own and without having been told what to think all the time and who understand both sides of issues instead of just being forced at one side of an issue, that's very dangerous if you're a progressive and you want to be pumping out progressive kids in this K-12 education system. Yeah, and and, uh, this woman that um, you uh, quote, that I quoted actually, uh, the issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control uh, from 0 to 18? I think that's dangerous. Um, she actually said homeschoolers promote racial segregation and female subservience. Where's her evidence for that? Well, she has no evidence for that. Um, they, what they always do uh, when they criticize homeschooling in particular is they trot out a case or two cases where there's some tragedy, there was abuse, there was neglect going on, and use that as the standard to compare, you know, to say all homeschoolers are like this. And in almost every case you see where someone points out neglect or um, abuse in a homeschooling situation, A, they were not legally homeschooling, they never filed the paperwork, they don't have a curriculum, they're not doing anything, and B, almost all of those families 
especially where you see a tragedy of um, just, you know, horrific child abuse. Child services already knew about that family, had investigated that family, and left the child in that dangerous home. And so there's, you know, there definitely ought to be a shared responsibility there. But, you know, by and large, homeschooled kids do really well. They don't have problems with socialization. Everybody brings that up to me. The kids will never be socialized. Um, but I think it's actually healthier <clears throat> to be um, healthier to be in a situation where there are um, you're stop, out in the world and doing things and going on field trips as opposed to being locked in a classroom with 30 kids who are eight years old. That's not natural. That's not how the real world is. No, and, you, and I, sp- I apologize for that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working from home, uh, as mostly everybody in America is, so whatever that noise was, mm-hmm. it came from my phone or something. I, I apologize for that. Um, but okay. um, and, and we're talking to Paula Bolliard. She's the managing editor at PJ Media. Check out her piece there at pjmedia.com. Um, it's about a Harvard magazine, uh, which the headline of which is The Risks of Homeschooling. Um, you know, I... There, there, she's concerned about parents being authoritarian. Um, I come from you know the middle of the 20th century, uh, not quite all the way back to the middle, but this, you know grew up in the 60s. And um, my dad was authoritarian, and all of my friends, who I, the guys who I knew, their fathers were all authoritarian. And I went to Catholic schools, and the nuns and the brothers and the priests were authoritarian, and I wouldn't trade any of that for anything. And 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 my both of my parents were smart, and uh, but there, and my mother was very smart and very well read, and there, I would never think that she could have done a better job educating me than what I got at the Catholic schools. But um, but what I see with my kids and grandkids, I, I I'm not so sure about that. You know, and they've gone to public schools. And that just hasn't impressed right. me what I've seen. Yeah, it, it's, it's changed so much since we were in school. And I think a part of this is the sort of hippie thing that came along where you are your own autonomous being and you can make your own decisions if you're a child. And, you know, you heard a lot of kids calling their parents by their first names and authority became a dirty word. Why is authority a dirty word? We ought to have authority over our kids. They're not very bright when they're four years old. They have a lot of things to learn and we are the ones who need to teach them and enforce our, um, enforce the rules at home and kids who don't have that kind of authority figure in their lives. They're in a very dangerous situation because they don't have any rules. They don't have any, they don't develop boundaries. They don't, learn self-control and that's our job as parents and grandparents in some cases to teach that to our kids i i only have about a minute and a half left um and i'm uh paul and i'm up against a hard break but uh, what's going to be the effect of the coronavirus fiasco on all this do you think um i wrote this in the article at tv media that i fear that the activists like this professor from harvard are going to use the coronavirus to say, you know, the kids are going to go back to school next year. Some of them are going to be behind, and they're going to say, see, homeschooling doesn't work. This is why all kids need to be in school all day long, because they're not going to get a good education at their home school. Where, you know, these parents that are doing it now, they were they never signed up for it. They didn't prepare for it. They had it dropped in their lab. So they were comparing apples to oranges there. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. And these people at Harvard, of course, they're all smarter than we are. I mean, they're at Harvard, so... They must be smart. Correct. Hey, yeah. uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Paula, I appreciate you being on. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Have a good one. Okay, you too. That's uh, Paula Boyard, and check her out. Uh, check out the piece at pjmedia.com, uh, Harvard Magazine, The Risks of Homeschooling, and parents should just not have control of their kids 24-7. You've got to let those teachers and government officials get involved. It takes a village. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Senate will try again tomorrow to pass an interim funding bill to address the needs of small businesses hammered by the coronavirus. It would boost the Paycheck Protection Program that has run out of money. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his chief rival, Benny Gantz, have announced that they have forged a deal to form a coalition government. 
ending a period of political paralysis and averting what would have been a fourth consecutive election in just over a year. Oil prices plunging below zero, the latest never-before-seen number to come out of the economic coma caused by the pandemic. A barrel of benchmark U.S. oil for May delivery fell to a negative $37.60 per barrel as traders sought to avoid owning crude oil with nowhere to store it. The Dow dropping 592 points today. The Nasdaq was off 89. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. She is listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. Now say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted by never breaking through the gum, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. As we battle with the coronavirus, Service Master follows all CDC guidelines for social interaction. Our mission is to protect your home and business. And the yellow van. Service Master. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We follow all CDC guidelines as we continue to provide essential services to homes and businesses, including fire and water damage restoration. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding, burdensome government since 1995. And this year, Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.org. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sulkowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn. Be well. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. In Lawrence, watch out for that accident scene on 224 between Sky Hill Road and Harbor Edinburgh Road. Westbound side of the road seeing some lane restrictions with it. Closed is Penn Avenue outbound in Wilkinsburg between Penwood Avenue and Sawyer Way. Construction westbound PA Turnpike in the left lane between the Pittsburgh-Monroeville exit and the Butler Valley exit. And the governor has extended his stay-at-home order to May the 8th. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Plenty of clouds around tonight with a shower or two, low 45. Cloudy tomorrow, becoming windy and chilly with showers, high 47. Tomorrow night, clear and colder, there will be a freeze, low 28. Wednesday, sunny to partly cloudy, still cool, high Wednesday, 51. Thursday, cloudy with rain in the afternoon, high Thursday, 59. If you're accurate with the forecast, I'm Brian May. 
This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Did he say it's going down to 28 degrees? I mean, you know, what are we? We're making up for this misery that we're having to go through because of the coronavirus by having nice weather, I guess. Uh, 28 degrees. I mean, I thought we were done with that. How about, you know, 75 for a few days? And, you know, wake up in the morning and go out and just take a little walk and not be cold. Anyway, uh, I, I wanted to run this by you because I, I it just kind of uh, jumped out at me. Um, I was just perusing the Internet as I do, uh, getting ready for the show, looking for stuff that interests me. Um, and so I see this story on um, – actually, somebody sent it to me. It's not – in the case, this, this was not – I didn't find this myself. Somebody sent it to me. Um, but I didn't uh, – but I started to read it, and I thought, uh, well, I must, have, I must have picked this up in the middle of the story because it's, it doesn't make sense. Uh, there must be something missing from the beginning here. It's about Sam Smith. He's a performer. And it was on iHeartRadio's website, and it says, uh, this is the first sentence, uh, Sam Smith is opening up about their experience with what they believe was COVID-19. Sam Smith is covering up about their experience with what they believe. So I'm thinking, well, Sam Smith, and, and it's there. Who, who's, who are they? I mean, must, there must be a group involved that I'm not seeing here at the beginning of this story. That's the first line of the piece. But, uh, I, you know, I'm just not woke enough because I should have known. Uh, it, it goes on. This is the, that was the first sentence, and this is the second paragraph. During a recent FaceTime interview, Smith admitted that despite not testing positive for the highly contagious, no, contagious novel disease, they came down with all the symptoms exclu- exclusive with the virus. I didn't get tested, but I know I had it, 100% had it. I'm just going to assume that I did because everything I've read completely pointed to that, the singer said, according to People magazine. They revealed, again, they, again, it's, it's, they're, they're talking about one person here, Sam, and they're saying they. Uh, and as soon as I had it, my sister, like five days after me, started getting the same symptoms, so me and her, how come, how come it's me and her, just isolated, it says here, for like three weeks. First of all, it should be she and I, but that's another issue. But um, if you're going to say me and her, we just re- – see, I don't get this. You just We just referred to this person as they, but he refers to himself as me. Shouldn't he say, so we and they just isolated? For, shouldn't he be referring to himself as we? If I have to refer to him as they, how come he doesn't have to refer to himself as we? See, that's what I don't get. Even while spending weeks in quarantine, Smith drew some musical inspiration while in isolation. As everyone's kind of really on lockdown, that's when I got over the coronavirus. I suddenly had this want to sing, actually. The Dancing with a Stranger musician added, I don't know who this guy is, by the way. I've never heard anything he's ever sung or played, I don't think. Maybe I haven't, I don't know it. The first two weeks, I was like, I just want to sing. I don't want to sing my songs. See, this is, again, I don't get this. In the first big, in the beginning of this piece, he's they, uh, and and I'm supposed to. I'm not woke, and I'm a bad person if I don't refer to him as they, because they, meaning him, he has actually made it known to somebody at People or iHeart, whoever wrote this piece, that he's confused and he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what it means. It means he doesn't know whether he's a woman or a man, or he doesn't want to claim to be one or the other. I don't know why he would do that, but he, he's decided. That he is they. So I have to, I'm not allowed to use the pronoun to refer to him that I've been using for in my entire life and that humans have been using for I don't know how many thousands of years or how many, how many centuries have we had actual language, you know, where we actually used pronouns. But so he's they all the way through this. And then in the first two weeks, I was like, I just want to sing. Shouldn't that be the first two weeks we were like, we just want to sing? We don't want to sing our songs. We don't want to sing and film it. We just want to walk around the house and sing. Instead, it says, I was like, I just want to sing. I don't want to sing. Well, come on. You know, that's inconsistent. I'm not, it, it, I'm not putting up with it anyway. I'm not referring to them as they, but uh, I am because it's in the story. Smith fulfilled that desire Saturday night as one of the hotly anticipated performers during Global Citizen's One World Together at Home concert. Smith joined forces with John Legend 
and uh, in an unforgettable, beautiful duet of Benny King's Stand By Me to spread awareness and positivity amid the ongoing global health crisis. Of course, what they also did uh, on that thing, which I didn't watch one second of, um, was um, aside from getting great promotion for themselves for a um, you know a captive audience all over America with nothing to watch, uh, probably got pretty good ratings with all the big names on it. There was no sacrifice whatsoever made by them, but they did um, get great promotion for themselves. And um, but they also were were uh, shilling for the World Health Ex- uh, Organization, which uh, has been shilling for the Communist Chinese, and uh, did a good job of covering up the coronavirus. And we may find out down the road that uh, they're responsible for literally for hundreds of thousands of people being dead and uh, trillions and trillions of dollars going down the toilet uh, because of the World Health Organization. And uh, Donald Trump has, being, has been criticized for uh, saying they're not, we're not going to give them the $400 million a year that we give them every year until we investigate to find out whether or not they did play a role in this virus becoming what it has been, which is the most annoying thing in anybody's life who's now alive, maybe. Uh, A lot of people. You'd have to be alive a long time for this not to be the most annoying thing you've ever been through. Uh, My parents went through the Depression, World War II. You know, it it doesn't rise to that level. But for anybody born in the last 50 years anyway, um, can't imagine too many things more annoying than this. So uh, Sam Smith is they except when he's referring to himself and then he's I. So if you're, if you're familiar with how that works, would you please uh, drop me a line and let me know how that works. Meanwhile, something that I really enjoyed, uh, I saw this uh, the other day. You know, Bill Maher has the show on um, uh, Real Time with uh, Bill Maher that's on HBO, and uh, he's a, a raging liberal lunatic who brings conservative guests on once in a while, and he'll grill them. And then the the studio audience sits there and enjoys his uh, trashing of the conservative guest and laughs at all his really mediocre humor. I just don't think he's that funny. But he's extremely liberal, and he hates Donald Trump. And remember, this is the guy who was rooting for a recession, if you remember. He was hoping that there would be a recession uh, so that it would mean that uh, Donald Trump would not be reelected, even if it meant people being out of work. And he was he was challenged on it. He said, yeah, I know. I mean, people losing their jobs, but in the long run, it'll be better, even if we have a, a great recession, if it means that Donald Trump's no longer president. The hate for Trump and the uh, Trump derangement syndrome, so strong that he said that and and uh, and did not back away from it. So he has Dan Crenshaw on the show, uh, a conservative, a guy who came into Congress, uh, he's, this is his first uh, first term as a, as a uh, House uh, a congressman from Texas, and he's a veteran. He's the guy, in case you don't know, recognize the name, he's the guy you've seen with a, a patch on his eye. He was injured in Afghanistan, I think. Um, and um, he, Bill Maher thought he was just going to go through a, a, all the things he hates about Donald Trump and just rip Donald Trump. And Dan Crenshaw gave him a run for his money. It's, this, is, this is a few minutes long. It's worth every minute. I would just listen to how Dan Crenshaw destroys him. And when, as you listen to this, keep in mind that Dan Crenshaw came into Congress at the same time as Alexandria overrated Cortez. Compare him to that dingbat. Listen to this. He was warned. This did not have to happen. Uh, Alex Azar, his, his health and human services guy, January 18th, he warned him about this. And again, on January 30th, Trump said he was being an alarmist. Peter Navarro, somebody else who talks to Trump a lot, told him directly, January 29th, you got to get ahead of this. February two 10th. Days later, he, two days later, he implemented a restrictive tri- tra- travel ban from China, which he was widely criticized no, for. You I, know, that same well, day, on January 31st, Nancy Pelosi proposed the No Ban Act, which would be congressional limitation on what President Trump's actually able to do with that with that travel restriction okay but that tra- i mean he lies about that he first of all he well, didn't how does he lie about it what do, he, what do you mean he said he stopped people coming in from china he did not he said he what? was ahead of it 43 countries did it before we did there are still people coming in from china he only stopped yeah. foreign nationals yeah, okay let, 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 me, let me address that because I, I know that's that's what people are saying right now but the reality is that yeah, was about forty thousand people came in after that 
These are U.S. citizens and green card holders and passport holders being repatriated. U.S. citizens. So you have to make the argument yeah. then that that we shouldn't allow them in. And I mean, it, it sounds to me like you're fully agreeing with President Trump on this when everybody else disagreed with him. And, no, and if I, you're saying that you wish that, that that travel restriction had been more extreme, okay, fine. I well, mean, I, I, you apparently had the foresight back then, but when nobody else did. But the fact okay. is, you okay. know, we, if Joe Biden was in charge at that moment, he's already said he wouldn't have done it. He criticized it as, at the time. Nancy it, Pelosi actually proposed legislation to, to stop it. Okay, so, but, people, you know, are, but it, people are still coming in from, from China. It wasn't just foreign nationals, but let's get off that. Let me just go back to the timeline for a minute. Uh, February 10th, after these warnings, uh, he says it's going to go away in April with the heat uh, because he had a hunch. Uh, February 25th, he goes to India. This is four days after the White House Coronavirus Task Force said we're going to have to lock down the country. And Dr. Nancy Messonnier who's uh, in charge of the Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases. Wait a second, let me just finish. She announced this on the 26th, uh, he, uh, on the 25th, that we we're going to have to lock down the country. He said the next day 15 people have it, and it's soon going to be close to zero. March 6th, he said anyone who wants a test can get it, which is still completely okay, let me stick to February. Completely as wrong. You go forward, because you I, I, mentioned February 25th. The day before, February 24th, that's when the administration requested two and a half billion dollars from Congress to fulfill, um, you know, CDC, NIH, uh, and FDA funding to combat the virus and, and the potential spread of it. What happened right then? I'll tell you because I was in Congress and I know what happened. Did we vote on a supplemental funding bill? No. Did we wait days to vote? No. Still didn't vote on it. You know what we voted on later that week? Nancy Pelosi. The only thing she would put on the floor to vote on was a bill to ban flavored tobacco. That's that's what actually happened. It wasn't a, it was only a week later that we actually voted on the supplemental funding that the administration requested. Your criticism appears to be based in one thing, that Trump was overly optimistic. That's his style. You know, again, I, you can criticize it. That's fine. But it doesn't. But it's not connected to the actions that were actually taken, because if I back up even further, you know, February 14th, the CDC announces ongoing work with five laboratories to perform community based influenza surveillance and study the spread of the virus. We're, we're trying, we're in a fact-finding mode in February. People forget this. We People weren't. keep calling the, February this lost month. The world it's really knew. not. There's just, it, that's an easy and cheap accusation because there's no big, bold moves taken like there was in January or like there was in March. But the reality is our government was working to create that test. Now, did they work as fast as we would have liked? And of course not. And there's a lot of reasons for that, which I, I'm happy to go into. By March 3rd, there was only 102 cases in the United States. And yet I'm hearing criticism that we should have been locked down weeks earlier. But would you think the American people would have accepted that with only 100 cases in the United States? Italy didn't lock down until March 10th. Spain, not until March 14th. UK, not until later in March. Places like Sweden's never locked down. And so I, I just I, I provide all of that context as we try to basically accuse this man of of, uh, of, well, he's being accused of having blood on his hands. And, and context is so important here. Well, it is. And also, it's not just about being optimistic. It's about being right. The world was aware of this. And since when does America take its lead from Italy and Spain? Uh, well, because those were those are where the outbreaks were happening. I understand. Right? Well, I'm pointing it out again, again for context. But if, if we're going to criticize somebody's actions, we have to do it in the context of the facts they knew at the time. And so I just I'm just trying to be fair here that I don't really care about defending him or his actions. I just care about letting people know well, the truth. And when people make these accusations, I have to ask them a question. Is the goal to make Trump look bad or is the goal to get to the truth? Because there's two different sets of answers for that. OK, but sometimes they converge. Sometimes the truth is that somebody who says if, I if have they a converge, hunch, they converge. I have a hunch this is going to go away. Uh, is that someone you would want to have served with? I mean, my God. I don't yeah. understand, well, again, actually, why someone with your resume, you were in Fallujah, for God's sakes. Would you want someone, the, a, a, yeah. a, a commander, to say that to you, to blame everybody else if something goes wrong, and then to say, <laughs> you know, I have a hunch yeah. the enemy's not going to be in there. Let's attack. Sure, no, I, I understand that. So here's how I would, I would describe my answer to that. When bullets are flying past my head, I don't need to raise my voice. And I wondered about this in my book, too. Calm breeds calm, panic breeds panic. Um, you know, being an optimistic, positive, you know, and exuding positivity and calmness in crisis is exactly how we ask our SEALs to lead. 
Um, and and now, now I'm not sure I see a lot of evidence for blaming others, maybe blaming China, although there's a lot of evidence for that. So maybe that's a good place to play blame. But I, I did it last Trump week. Blaming, uh, you know, Democrats here. Or, you know, he's he's exposing hypocrisy and it maybe and maybe we're confusing that with blame. But no, I, I mean, uh, again, calm breeds calm. And that's how we would lead in the SEAL teams. OK. Yeah, that's uh, Dan Crenshaw. He is the most impressive Republican in captivity, okay, and uh, is a strong uh, candidate, not officially, but he's a guy who's going to run for president someday, and it looks like a guy who could be president. And he gave Bill Maher his lunch. I'll be right back. spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company-matching component that can provide two or even three-to-one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. On AM 1250, The Answer. 
So I, uh, I live near a golf course, and I have seen guys actually playing golf. Uh, the course isn't open, and they kind of just work their way onto the course with a pull cart and get a chance to play a few holes, and I, I don't begrudge them that. I actually i am glad to see them doing it. But I'm just wondering, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the, of the humanity, uh, the people who could die as a result of it, because uh, these guys are actually going against the laws of uh, the state of Pennsylvania and our governor, uh, Tom Wolf. He, uh, he said, that, you know, no golf. And so, you know, people are having to drive to West Virginia and Ohio to play golf. So out in Michigan, uh, same thing, no golf out there, no golf for you. That um, that governor out there, Gretchen Whitmer, she's made a name for herself and uh, made herself out to be a complete idiot uh, in most cases, and she's trying to be really tough on everybody. So she said um, on Friday that uh, there's no golf. Only problem is she lives not she. Well, yeah, the governor's mansion is right down the road from uh, the the country club at Lansing. And uh, guess what was happening there, right down the street from where she lives, <laughs> people. People were out playing golf at the country club. These guys, you know, it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty nice club and a lot of well-to-do people there playing golf. And it's it's a nice day in the spring. And remember, you know, you live in Michigan. You're really you you go through some tough winters. You're looking for a night. If you're a golfer, you're looking for the first chance you get when that uh, temperature gets anything close to 50 and there's a little bit of sunshine. That's like an 80 degree day. And you've been thinking about it and you want to play golf. You're going out there to play golf, and boy, am I glad they did it. But uh, she, uh, I, I, I guess she let them get away with it because uh, somebody on YouTube went crazy over it, went down and took video of it and, and said these people are flaunting the, uh, the, the breaking of the law right down the street from the governor. For some reason, she didn't do anything about it. And you know what else, though? The people of Michigan have survived. These people played golf, and nobody died. Amazing. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Coming to you live from Washington County. We'll do it again tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.